And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, it is time for the weighing in podcast. My man, Josh Thompson, sitting there ready to talk about the big fight coming up. You've got the rematch between Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez. We got other things going on, and he needs to get his ass over to Texas. Don't ask me why, but we got a long drive coming up, so we got to make sure that you're sharp for the show. What's up, my man? What's up, brother? What's up? How's things going? It's uh, it's five in the morning here, driving my ass all the way to Texas today. It's gonna have some fun. I'm gonna hit the Hoover Dam. I'm gonna hit the Four Corners Monument. I'm gonna stop by the Grand Canyon. You know, I was thinking about swinging by Greg Jackson, not to train. I ain't getting punched or anything like that. <laughs> but I want to maybe swing through and uh, see some faces and stuff. But we'll see if I got some time. I got to be there by Thursday afternoon. Uh, I got a meeting with uh, some people there. So should be fun. I was thinking about rolling down to, to uh, Austin at some point. It's like the song, dude, Amarillo by morning. Yeah. I was, <laughs> it ain't going to be by morning, I can tell you that. <laughs> There's no damn way. Um, but... Uh, I was trying to fit in the Dave visit, but I mean, he doesn't get back from Maui. Oh my gosh, Maui. Ooh. Oh, poor Dave. Okay. He worked yeah, so rough hard. Life. He goes yeah, to he Maui. So hard. God bless him. <laughs> now, I'm sure he's having fun with the fam and stuff. That's good for him. He needs a little downtime every once in a while. Oh, um, you're, oh I can't believe you're getting so soft. I am. I am getting what soft. What is wrong with you, man? I'm getting soft. I'm getting soft <laughs> when it comes to his ass. I mean, look, it really just comes down to. I like the guy sometimes. Don't tell him that when he's around. Never, the guy. never tell him. Mad at you guys. Never, never tell him that tell. to his face. He'll let it go to his head. He'll start talking shit. Next thing you know, he's saying he's choking you out, and he's not. He, <laughs> it's ridiculous. This he guy. is training Alta, dude. Yeah, he's lucky that I like his wife, man. He's got two beautiful kids, and his wife is amazing. So she keeps him in check, and that's why I keep him around. That's Big John. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, overall, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, I was supposed to go down this weekend and do fight campaign, and uh, but I gotta. I'm driving to Texas. I'm gonna be there for at least probably two weeks, maybe. I think I'll be back around the eighth of August. <laughs> so I'm gonna be there for a while. So you guys have to bear with me with some of the filming. I don't know uh, the circumstances uh, in the in the house there. So we're gonna get it all sorted out. I have great internet. I know that. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So um, we'll get that all squared away when we get there. But it should be fun. Um, yeah, I talked to Brendan yesterday. He's like, hey, man, you're going to be able to come down. I was like, man, I can't make it, dude. I got to be traveling down to Texas and stuff. So I was, we're going to pass and go on to the next one. But uh, make sure you guys still tune in. I mean, he's got a great little thing there that he's doing, and uh, I love it, man. It's fun. It's fun. He's got, always got good food, John. He's got a guy that barbecues like in this little side room. I'm like, is this even legal for you to be barbecuing indoors? <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And then the gear, quick, quick, cool story. John? Your friend that we met, super nice people, right? And he had a son named Casey. And Casey CJ. just, CJ, sorry. I thought it was Casey. But it's, no, it's Casey, but it's CJ. It is, oh, CJ, okay. So I was like, I, I saved his number in my phone call. His name was Casey. It <laughs> he is Casey. With Casey. I was it's like, Casey. I was, he's fucking lying to me? What is no, he doing? So then I, I sent the picture. I, I'm sorry. I'm probably, I'm probably right now he's pissed off saying, John, what's up? He was CJ growing up the whole time for me, and now he goes by his real name, Casey. So, oh, you're right. Yeah, it's you kind of you kind of hit that point. You know, it's funny. My whole career, I was Josh Thompson, or you know, the punk, and I'm like, dude, I kind of outgrew the punk name, and I'm like, actually, if I would have started this whole thing over, I would call myself Joshua. 
I would say, like, because now that I'm older, I'm like, I kind of like it. I would have probably named myself. Remember the bad guy from Lethal Weapon? He was name was Mr. Oh, Joshua. Oh yeah, Mr. Joshua. I would, that I would was have Gary used Busey. my nickname. As, yes, it was. Yes. It was Gary Busey. I would have. I would have made my nickname Mr. Joshua. And if you go back to that whole show, the stunt yep. coordinator for the fight scenes, who was it? I don't know, but he finished Hor- the whole movie. Horion Gracie. With, oh, was it? It was Horion Gracie, and that's why you see. Hey, it's a really bad triangle choke. Yeah. It's a triangle choke <laughs> yeah. that puts him out at the end. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of a triangle arm bar, so it wasn't super yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, he well, kind of tucked the arm underneath. I thought it was a, a little loose. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was like locked to the ankles. It oh, was yeah, locked exactly. to the ankles. That's it. But uh, it was a. It was a good. That was a cool fight scene, though. When you think about it, right? Oh, the fire dude, hydrant. It was the, the water. first one that actually had a lot of grappling, and the reason it had yeah. grappling was. Your fight coordinator was a man named Horion Gracie before anyone That's knew who awesome. he was. That's awesome. Yep. But then, uh, so back to the story. We're talking with your friends who I had never met before. They were your old neighbors. Where, where was this at? In California? Yeah, it was in California, a place called Rancho Santa Rosa, kind of in between uh, Thousand Oaks, Moore Park, Camarillo area. There's this little horse community. And he was he was the one guy that uh, decided he was going to have pigs there. And I helped him and everyone hated us. So it was awesome. <laughs> Uh, that was great. So you guys friends. got along real great. Oh, dude, we had a great great. Time. I got great stories. But then, here, you want to know a story from this one? Here. Yes. I, I'm going to give you. I got so many stories with this guy, but he used to raise pigs for all the kids to do 4-H. He would go and he would drink. What's, what's 4-H? 4-H is like a farming uh, club. It teaches kids how to farm, and they have, you know, these... They'll do different kinds of, you know, events, and then they go to county fairs, and you show your animals, be it cows, pigs, whatever it yeah. is that they're, okay. and you, you you get awards. You can then sell them. They make money and stuff. It's a great, the whole thing is really great, but Scott used to go, and he would drive to Ohio from California to get the best show pigs he could. He would buy those show pigs. He would come back, breed them, and he would give those pigs to all the kids all this you know he didn't make a dime he spent a ton of money doing this thing and so you know he was always traveling for his work and he used to work for toyota in fact the toyota at a one time did the tap out truck and it was scott yeah. that did it and i helped him do the whole thing and he um he comes over to my house one day and he knocks on the door he says man i need your help right i said yeah what you need bro and he says he goes man he says i've let these pigs get too big i gotta castrate all the males and he had like 35 males right he goes he says and they're you know they're about 35 pounds i should have been doing it back when they were 15 20 at the most he goes it's not going to be easy and at the time i was big and strong dude no problem and so i I would have to grab the pig take it by its back hind legs hold it straight out he would take you know a razor he goes zip zip he pops them testicles pop out he would clamp them off (laughs) they would fall to the ground he would put this powder on there and onto the next one Oh, dude, no, it was great. Did they numb it all for those guys? Was that? Did you numb it at all for those fucking Oh, no, they don't numb it. It's horror. I mean, it's like one of those. It's like, this is the way you do it, right? So so my son, my oldest son at the time is probably eight, nine years old, right? And we have done now probably 30 pigs. So there's 60 little Easter eggs on the ground. All these testicles are all there. My son comes bopping around. He goes, hey, what you guys doing, right? This is about oh, the time no. I'm holding another pig out there. And Scott goes zip, zip, and he takes it, and he pops it, and the balls come out, and he goes, what? What are you? And all of a sudden, he claps him, and the balls fall off. And my son, I'm sitting there holding this pig out. My son passes me, 
boom, he goes dead. Shut up. I swear to God. He's like, oh, my God. And here's my son. I'm holding the pig. I can't let the pig go. My son's laying on the ground with a bunch of goddamn testicles all around him. Oh, so Ron's like just laying with balls all in his yeah. face. He oh like, my god! He wakes up right as I'm like pick him up. I said, "What is wrong with you?" He goes, oh, "I never oh. saw anything like that." Oh, <laughs> so, oh, my shit. early farming days. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, yeah, the whole story started though. We had, uh, we were talking about Casey because of fight companion. So fight companion. Then we're talking about your his your friend's son, yeah. who was your neighbor for a long time. He sits down. He's like, "Hey, like you were on the fight campaign." He's like, "I was like, yeah." He's like, "My buddy Trevor Wallace was on there," and then so he starts talking about how they grew up together and they were friends together. I'm like, this is such a. It's one of those things. It's a small, small world. world. Yep. <clears throat> I think about this stuff all the time when you meet somebody like that who you've never met before. Just so happened to be circumstances where we met after the show. We're sitting in the restaurant, and then he's friends with, you know, uh, your friends. Uh, with he's your. The yeah, son of your one friend. Of those and then now his his friend is is like this famous comedian that was on the show with us. It's a, such a small world. And then I tell this story all the time. When I think of small world situations, I'm in, in 2008, I'm in Paris. I'm at the top of the Eiffel Tower having dinner. And I hear, hey, Josh Thompson. And I look over and guess who it is? Jeff Munson. <laughs> small fucking world. And I was like, what's up, guy? What's going on? And so just... You wouldn't think, right, you're going to run into someone you know at that specific time on Earth and just all the way across the country, you know, all the way across the world, on the yep. other side of the globe. Just so crazy, man. So crazy. Great experiences, great time. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, to go back on to this fight campaign that's going on uh, this weekend. But, John, you have to tell this story because you told it to me, and it just so happens that the Choco Taco is now – the Choco Taco is now being discontinued. Can you believe understand. it? Did you send me that I cracked up dude. i was like because your youngest son this is a story about your youngest son and it's so funny guys i was fucking cracking up the whole time john i was like i was like this guy it just he has no fucking chill in his game your son it's just like, horrible <laughs> he reminds me of me i swear oh, i would have been that exactly. i would have been that dumb He's to do something like that exactly <laughs> man when, when my oh. kids were you know very young my youngest was i want to say almost five four or five and when he was young super aggressive and he used to you know he liked to fight he liked to he liked to wrestle he everything anything that could be where he was you know in contact and doing something he was happy but he he, would, he was always attacking his brothers and sister and i told him hey that's it stop you are not allowed to hit your brother and sister. You hit your brother and sister, I'm gonna blast you. You, If you wanna hit someone, you come and hit me. So he would always come over and, you know, and, and attack me and stuff, and it was great. Well, we go out and we're out you know, buying stuff and they, they get hungry and there's a Taco Bell. And so we go to the Taco Bell and Taco Bell has this ice cream thing. It's kind of like a drumstick at the time. It was called the Choco Taco. And it's a taco shaped, you know, ice cream in the middle of it with chocolate kind of over the top, right? So I told you know, I tell them, hey, if you you know, you guys eat you know your meals, you know, you'll, I'll get you a choco taco. They eat their meals, and so they're sitting there with the choco taco, and it's my my wife and I are sitting there talking to them, and my son, my youngest one, keeps on hitting me, and I'm saying, hey, John, stop it, knock it off, not right now, you know, just just eat your choco taco, right? And so 
being being him. He just goes right back to hit me. And so I look at him. I said, John, I'm telling you, stop. I'm telling you right now, you hit me again. I'm going to take a bite out of your Choco Taco because I know that you know the Choco Taco is everything to him. Right. And he goes, no, 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 no. I said, then don't don't touch me. Right. So he sits there and he's got that look. Right. And he's sitting right next to me. I'm, and he's he puts his hand up like. And he's, he's ready. <laughs> Finally, he goes, Bip, and he hits me. Right. And I go, are you kidding me? Right. So I grab his Choco Taco and I take a, a small bite right? and I, I hand it back. And he's like, no, 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 no. Right? And he's like all upset. And I said, I told you. Are you stupid? Did I not tell you what was going to happen if you hit me and you just had to do it? You had to push it to see if it was going to happen. It happened. I'm telling you, don't touch me. If you touch me, I'm going to take another bite of your Choco Taco, right? So he's sitting there and he's like, oh, he's all upset, right? And so he takes a bite of his little Choco Taco, right? And he looks at me and he puts his hand up, right? And I go, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> are you are you this stupid right <laughs> he just looks at me he goes bip <laughs> he hits me right and so i grab his chocolate talk right and i and now he's like no 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 right and my my other kids are going john don't touch him right and he's, he's all like he's almost like crying right and i said you're an idiot i told you what was gonna happen you saw it happen before i told you i would do it again and now don't touch. I'm telling you right now, you so much as touch me, I'm going to eat the rest of your Choco Taco. <laughs> and so he's sitting there and he's, he takes a couple bites and he takes his finger, Josh, and, you know, on the other side and he puts his finger right next to me. I mean, it's right next to me like this. He gets it as close as he can. And I just look just at him. Just can't fucking help himself. Oh, no, no, no. I look at him and go, you cannot be this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's looking at me and I go, John, don't do it. I'm telling you, I am going to eat the rest of that damn Choco Taco, right? And he just looks at me and he goes, Bip. That's <laughs> just like, you, you're the most stubborn shithead I know, man. I had to love what he was doing. And my wife is sitting there telling Johnny, do not touch him. Don't touch You know what he's going to do. You had to do it. Had to do it. Oh, I thought it I was ate the rest great. of that damn Choco Taco. <laughs> then I had to go buy him a new one. <laughs> oh, man. That was so great. You could just hear Gian's reaction was as good as mine the first time. And I'm hearing it the second time. It was so damn good. I just I I just remember being that kid that would do something like uh, that with my dad or my uncle or whatever. It's just so funny, man. Just you want to test the limits a little bit. You want to oh, have yeah. fun with it. And it all starts off as a joke. And then it, it becomes too it serious. It keeps going as a joke, but the result is not funny. <laughs> so, In the end, you're going, well, I shouldn't have done it, but I had to. I had to. Oh, man. I was dying, man. I'm in the restaurant. I can't stop laughing. John's telling this story. And I'm like, come on. I've got tears coming out of my eyes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. All right. Well, hey, let's, uh, we've got enough story time. Yeah, enough story time. <laughs> but, Story time but, is over. Uh, let's get right into this. Let's get into the UFC event 277 coming up this Saturday. And um, let's you want to let's start down. You know what? Let's oh, start down, down right now. I, I, yeah, let's go. Let's Gian, start from the bottom a little him. bit. I told him I said, we're not going to go at the very bottom of that. Thing. Uh, okay, so let's Just see. Let's keep see, on let's going see, up. If you're not going to go and talk about some of these, yeah. I mean, we're not. Look, here's the thing: is I'm not going to talk about the first three or four fights on here. 
Uh, you actually have where you want the to light start. heavyweight fight with Nikolai, and I have I always Nick Maranu. He's good. Mm-hmm. And is he? Yeah, he's ten and one or twelve and one. Sorry, he's my good. Bad. That's actually a, that's a good fight. It's it's one that people should okay. uh, pay attention to. But the real one that you you got to say start watching the fights. Drakkar close against Rafa yes. Garcia. That's a good matchup. Yep. That's a that's yes. that's a good fight. Both those both those guys are bangers. Both those guys go after it. That that should be really an entertaining fight. I agree with you. I agree with you. Close is he's awesome, and then uh, he's got a great output. He's got some power. You got power. Garcia is just a dog, man. Rafa 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 Rafa. How you want to pronounce it? Is uh is a dog, man. So the watching the two of them just stand in front of each other, throw throw I think That's what it's going to be. The bigger shot. Yeah. You, I think you might see a couple little threats of a takedown, maybe by Garcia, just for a split second, but not anything. Well, he's he, got to force. He the can takedown. wrestle, so yeah, he can. You know? Yep, and it wouldn't be a would so, not be a, a a bad move, and it would actually kind of freeze, you know, close up a little bit to where he's not, you know, just setting his feet and slinging leather. So mm-hmm. we'll see what he had, but both of them just they're fun to watch. So that's that's a great matchup that. No one will be talking about. It, but we're gonna we're gonna see how good it is, and then we'll talk about it later. But that's a great lightweight matchup, John. You know what's funny is you know because I I still do read the comments. Um, as long as they keep it kind of somewhat positive, which a lot of them do, and I appreciate that. Um, when you guys start getting too negative, man, I just thought I just shut Think it about off. It. It's just like Jesus. Um, but look, guys. You know, we got a little bit of flack because we talk a lot about Bellator because we commentate the fights and we work for Bellator. But then like people are like, yeah, but you guys don't break down every single fight, you know, on the UFC. I'm like, we kind of do. I said, here's the other thing. I go, when you guys, when we're talking about all these things is sometimes when the fight doesn't deserve to be talked about, we're not going to talk about it. You know, there was some fights like, look, we should have. And I want to, I want to admit this is that last, the week before the last week's show for the UFC, we skipped over the Paul Craig fight. We should, we didn't talk about it in the pre-fight, and the and then we talked about it obviously afterwards, yeah. but we missed it on the pre-fight one, and that was I, honestly if if I would have I don't know if I don't know if I was tired or what we were, but we just missed that fight. We didn't talk about it. We should have given it some more due. I like Paul Craig a lot, yeah. you know, and uh, it was it was a good fight between the between the two of them, and we should have given him some love. But um, and I, I love Paul Craig, and obviously because I'm surprised Dave didn't bring it up either. He's hello, it's your boy, it's your native son. <laughs> Gosh, man, you should have been able to say something. You know, I mean, I mean, I gave birth to Chael, so I mean, it's might as well be his native son, right? <laughs> Paul Craig. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm a bad, I'm a bad comedian. Uh, but overall, look, we're gonna do the best we can to keep doing what we do. But like I've said from the very beginning of the, us doing this podcast, we talk about all the fights that we feel at the time deserve the notoriety and the recognition, and uh, we're gonna do the best we can. And so um, there's a lot of young talent that's coming up in the UFC. There's a lot of young talent in Bellator that is coming up. Like I've said before, I really feel that the young talent in Bellator is is better than the talent that we had in Strikeforce. And look how good the talent was out of that organization. And I kind of agree with a lot of people that we need to start kind of pushing out those ones um, that that have that are getting older. And it's nothing against the guys that are in there that are getting older. And I feel like uh, somewhat of the UFC, it's kind of a changing of the guard. You know, um, Coker's had this organization a long time. U- uh, UFC, Dana White, and those guys have had their organization a long time. But you're seeing a little bit of the changing of the guard in both organizations. You know, John Jones is getting a little bit older. I mean, I don't know how many more fights he's got. I'm not saying he's done. I'm saying that he's just getting a little bit older. Stipe, you know, kind of on his way out. You've got other top fighters that are kind of on their way out in that in that organization as well. So 
kind of the changing of the guard, the new talents coming up. You know, the 55s used to be run by, you know, RDA and, you know, and uh, Cowboy and Anthony Pettis and Benson. All of those guys are pretty much gone. So, um, you know, Pettis is still fighting, but in the PFL, everyone's kind of pushing their way out. And I got the young breed that's coming up and they're fucking just killers, just straight killers. Anyways, I ranted on and on about that, you guys, but I want to let you guys know we're doing the best we can. Hopefully you guys keep enjoying the show and keep watching us and keep sharing our content and our video, but make sure you guys please hit the subscribe button. Um, you know, don't just come in every week and tune in and watch. Okay. Hit that subscribe button, get our notifications and, uh, keep listening. All right. So. The bottom line is you like that fight with uh, Dracar Close and Rafa Garcia. Yep. And what other fights on here do you like? Uh, I think the Drew Dober versus Rafael Alves is going to be a very good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Dante Mays in the heavyweight battle. I'm, I have not seen Hamday fights, so I can't mm-hmm. say. But I know what Dante does. That should be fun. But I think the Drew Dober versus uh, Alves fight is going to be a very good matchup. Alves is, Drew Alves is a guy that go ahead. he'll go and he's got losses, no doubt about it, but he will fight his ass off against anyone and sometimes will not fight, as we would say, with a good fight IQ because he just gets into the battle and just starts slinging with people. And if there's someone to sling with, Drew Dober, same thing in return. He's had those matches. Yeah. I think this is going to be a very entertaining fight. Yeah, I agree with you on the Drew Dober situation. There's fights that he probably shouldn't have taken. I look at the fight with Islam, and he probably shouldn't have taken that fight. A lot of people have turned that fight down. And when people talk about Islam Mahachev, as they say, because... But I love the fact that he takes it. Yeah, I do do love the fact that Drew Dober took it. But I said, like, you career-wise, probably wasn't the best decision. You know, um, but overall, I mean, like, you got to respect fighters to do that. And the UFC is probably respecting him, the fact that he's doing that. That's why they keep him around. Uh, he's a good and he's a very talented fighter. He's got decent wrestling, sprawling brawls. Um, he's got heavy hands. He likes to gunsling. That's they're looking for guys that are killers like that, and he's a killer, and you love that. Yeah. So I think this is going to shape up to be a good fight. Should be fun to to watch. Um, and I look at some of the other like you've got Pantoja versus Alec Perez. That's going to be a good fight. Magomed Ankalaev versus Anthony Smith. Uh, Alex Morano versus uh, I don't know who Matthew Matthew. Uh, oh, I love. Semelsberger. Semelsberger. I've never heard of him. Never heard. Dude, I love him. I'm sure I've watched him fight, John, but I don't. You've watched him fight. He's tough as hell. He's a goer and just like Murano. And I think again, I don't want to say it. This is not in a bad way. This fight doesn't truly mean anything as far as rankings or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's not going to change anything. But this is one of those fights that you look at and you go, "This is going to be a good fight." This both these guys, you know. Alex Morano has skill on the feet. He's got skill on the ground. He's tough as hell. And Semmelsberger is the same thing. Very tough dude will come after you, put a lot of pressure. So I think this is going to be a great matchup. Yes, it doesn't mean anything in rankings or anything like that. Who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. This should be a barn burner of a fight. So that that should open up your pay-per-view, correct? Uh, no, is no. That gonna... I think, no, I think uh, Anthony Smith one, and Uncle Iev probably. Yeah, I think Uncle Iev is <clears throat> One, two, three, four. Wait, what's up that above? Brandon Moreno and Kai Carfrost is the interim. That's going to so be main event Juliana Pena. Juliana Vas- yeah, yeah. Pena Vasquez. Juliana Velasquez, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So I've done that. They, they might be. That. They might be the, the uh, opening round. Which, yeah, because they they norm- might. sometimes it, uh, they have six. Normally it's five. Yeah, normally, normally it's five. it is five. <clears throat> All right, well. It's normally five. Um. Can you click on Matthew 
Semmel's burger or whatever. Can you click on his, his picture so I can see what he looks like? Because I'm sure I've watched him fight. I'm a little upset. Mm, no. Semi the Jedi. Semi the Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't tell from that picture because it's kind of dark, but I'm sure um, it should be a good fight. Go ahead and... AJ Fletcher. I'm sure I've seen him fight. I'm mad that you're saying he's a good fighter. Now. You have. Okay. All right. Scroll back uh, to the to the main card. All right. Good job, man. You're on top of this today, man. Gian, look at. See, we replaced podcast Dave and someone that really pays attention. Very nice. Um, <laughs> so let's. Anthony uh, Smith versus Ankaliyev. That's yes. a fight that is a good matchup. The real question for, for me in this is, look, Ankaliyev is very good in the stand-up, very clean, very technical. Anthony Smith really started out kind of in MMA as a, more of a striker, and then his ground game really started to get better, better wrestling. I think Anthony Smith in this fight needs to be the complete mixed martial artist to win, though. I think he does have to at least make Ankaliyev look like, you know, understand that I will take you down. I will force you to the fence. I will work towards making you be on your back and if anthony smith can put him there he's got a great chance of winning this i i i love anthony i love the way that he fights i love uh his attitude towards fighting is great so oh, i think but, when you when you listen to him on the commentary when you listen to him um talk either you know at the desk or the post fight stuff he is very well spoken um he does a great job of giving these guys their props he does He's a very likable personality, very likable. He's not anything like me. Okay, so he's he's like he's like some other people, you know. But he's he's a. But on top of that, though, the guy can fight, you know. And everyone keeps looking at his record, going, "Oh, he did this, he did." Yeah, but he's fought everybody. He's been fighting for a long time. People forgot he came from Strike Force. He's yep. been around a long, long time. And he fought Long killers. Time. He fought killers in Strike Force. Now he's fought killers in in the UFC. He's been in that top ten for the longest time as well, fighting all the best guys. He's extremely talented. His only downfall, I would say, is that sometimes he throws so much heat on the feet in the beginning of the fight, like he did with Glover Teixeira, and he sometimes will start to slow down he's as tired. the fight goes on. If he yeah. can get that little, if he can find out a solution to that. Because um, Uncle Live is going to press on him, going to push him a little bit, maybe try to wrestle him a little bit, try to get to the top position. Anthony off of his back isn't as good as Anthony on top. <clears throat> and we found that when he fought Glover. Now, you can't really compare Uncle yeah. Live to, to the Glover to share a situation because Glover on top is a fucking beast. Everyone knows that. Got heavy hips, great submission attacks, good ground and pound, all of those things. <clears throat> um, so when I look at this fight, I think it's going to, it's a match. It's a matchup where you've really got to pay attention to the small details. Does Anthony Smith pick him apart with the long-range jab, that long-range push kick up the middle that he did so well to, to Glover and other fighters? He's really talented on the feet. He mixes up the combinations well. He can throw the head kick really fast. He hides his head kick behind his combinations. That's the type of shit you're going to need. I think he's going to control this fight probably for the first round. Now it's going to be up up to Uncle Live to figure out the solution by the end of the first round or going into the second round. Because if he doesn't, it could be a long night for him, especially in a three-round fight where I feel like Anthony could win two rounds and just survive the third if he needed to, if the conditioning's not on point. <clears throat> so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards I'm gonna lean towards Anthony Smith on this fight. I, I have no Ooh. disrespect to Uncle Live, but I really and I think he's he's that guy that they potentially could be in the future a champion, but I'm looking at Anthony Smith to have a little bit of the solution. He's got power. If he's utilizing those kicks a lot with the new calf kick coming around, uncle live kind of doesn't just stand in one spot. He's got a little bit of movement on the feet, 
throw some great combinations. If he can, if he can take that calf kick and slow Uncle Live down a little bit in terms of the wrestling, because you kick that calf. We found out with Rosa last weekend, it's hard to wrestle. It's hard to get it on the legs. There's no explosiveness if you you start getting to those that calf early. And Anthony's got he's got hard kicks. So if you mix up those kicks and throw those combinations, I can lean towards Anthony on this whole situation. It's, yeah, it's it's a great start to the the whole thing. It's a but, tough task, John. I know what I'm saying. I get what yes, I'm saying. It is. People are at home going, I don't know. You what? know, but it, everything is. You never know until the fight goes up. Yeah, which which direction the fighter is going to be going? But Ankalaev has shown exactly what he likes to do. He like he's he actually is more boxing centric yep. as far as he likes to utilize his hands. He will he will use kicks. He definitely will use knees in the clinch and stuff. But he's a he's a more boxing centric. Likes to stand like a boxer. Likes to use his hands. And that's why I say Anthony Smith, in my opinion, to get a win here, just needs to be the complete mixed martial artist. He cannot sit there and get into a boxing match. With Ankalaev, that's in the end, that's not going to work out well for him. But as the complete fighter, he's got a good chance of winning that fight. That's why I think those kicks up the middle will keep Ankalaev yeah. away. I think absolutely I think the the longer rangier fighter will probably be Jeremy or Jeremy <laughs> Anthony Smith. Anthony, yeah. yeah, and if he can well, use Anthony's those push- six four, what's Uncle Ankalaev is right at about six two, six three, so is he's he? tall too. But Anthony, I think, is longer. Yeah, so I mean, like, I look for him to use, like I said, because Uncle Live comes in on the boxing, the legs will be a little bit longer. He's that push kick up the middle, maybe even up to the face. That really keep him at bay for a bit. But the thing is, the more kicks you throw, the more tired you get, the faster you get tired. So this there's a true. lot that, like you said, a full mixed martial artist. Him on top will be nasty. It'd be good. It'd be uh, good for him. But getting Uncle Live down, how much energy do you want to waste trying to get that takedown? There's a lot of questions to be answered in this one, John. So yes, good stuff, is. though. It should be a great fight, especially for an opening fight. Um, let's see what else. Pantoja against Perez. That's a good fight. You're talking flyweights here. As far as Pantoja's good everywhere. He's mm-hmm. he he's fought. He comes from a uh, BJJ background, but has fallen in love with the stand up. And the stand up is clean. It's good. You know, this is a guy that you know, got wins against guys like Brandon Moreno and stuff. It's the the question of does he fight again as a complete mixed martial artist because he has a distinct advantage in this fight over Perez where Perez, you you look and you say, does he have a distinct advantage? No, Pantoja is good on his feet, but Perez is really good on his feet. And I think Perez is better in the stand-up area as far as power, everything, than Pantoja but his ground game is definitely not what Pantoja's is. And so if you look and you go, look, if Pantoja is smart, he's going to work towards the takedown. Obviously, you can stay with him for a while on the feet, but work towards pressing him to the fence, try to work on getting the takedown. That's an area where I think you have an advantage over Alex Perez. You don't want to get into a gunslinging fight with Alex Perez on the feet. It's not smart. But we'll see how smart Pantoja is in this because he tends to get into those. He likes to stay on his feet. He likes that, you know, feeling of trying to get the knock knockout. And that might be to his demise because Alex Perez can definitely put his lights out. Um. Yeah. I mean, like you're thinking yeah. in turn. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I start looking at a lot of fights, sometimes the fighters, depending on where you're fighting, depending on what, what history you have with the promotion, they feel the need to deliver entertaining fights. And 
I criticized our main event, the Bellator main event last weekend, and I criticized some of the young talent that we had on the Bellator show that, that, you know, and to make sure that I make it equal across the board. There were some boring fights in the UFC card as well. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great fights on every card, but, um, you got the, the fighters need to sometimes remember and remember that getting the win is the most important thing, which is what we saw last week with Jeremy Jackson or Jason Jackson. Sorry. And having Jeremy, I'm struggling with names today. With Jason Jackson, he got the win against someone who is extremely tough and can put your lights out in no time. You know, Douglas Lima is one of those guys. In this situation, I agree with you. Perez is the better stand-up guy. Perez is gonna got the clitter, the cleaner stand-up, stand-up in the striking. And if he touches you on the chin, it could be lights out. But Pantoja, like you said, he's got good, he's got good lateral movement. He can strike off of the movement. But he's got to find a way to get this fight to the ground. Does he have the wrestling, though, to get this fight to the ground? He's got the grappling when he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, but does he have the wrestling to get this fight to the ground? And does he have the speed to get himself in deep enough to get to get to body locks or get in double legs or single legs? What's his pedigree of wrestling? I've yet to see if it's going to be good enough to get this fight to the ground against Perez. Perez has been used to people trying to take him down because he's got good striking. So he knows his takedown defense is on point. But Pantoja... Even though he's gotten away from knowing that he's a good grappler, he's like so he's gotten better in the stand-up. W- will his wrestling be good enough to get this fight to the ground? I guess we're going to find out on Saturday. That's it. Um, what else have you got there? Pavlovich versus Derek Lewis. I just I yeah. like watching Derek Lewis fight. Doesn't matter yeah. who he fights. I don't care who he Not fights. Not a good matchup for him though. Mm. Give me why. Pavlovich has got a huge reach. He's good on his feet. Derek does not like Derek is is the bull rusher and like we know he's got power and I love Derek and on the ground and he's in the top position people do not survive he's awesome there he's just gonna have this is a hard matchup in my opinion for Derek Lewis I think the UFC knows what they're doing here Mm -hmm. they know where what they have with Derek and they I just look at it and say knowing exactly how both of these guys fight Pavlovich is a, just a monster, dude. The guy's got a huge reach. He's got power in his hands. He's good in the stand-up. He's a lot more technically solid there. But, you know, we've seen Derek Lewis can put the power on anyone and put, put their lights out. So, And I love watching him fight. But I just look and I go, this is not a good matchup, in my opinion, for him. Is he on a losing skid of three? Uh, the last three? Can you click on Derek Lewis there? I don't Lewis think there? the last three, no, because he beat um He Who knocked he out uh, Dawkins. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Chris Dawkins. Oh, so no, not three. What was I thinking? Three, four. He beat Chris Well, it would have been if he, if he had lost to Dawkins. He lost to Gon, lost to Tuivasa. Mm. And the Tuivasa fight was, was a good fight. I mean, it was back and forth, mm. and you would you would have expected that. And I think this one kind of will be for just a little bit, but the Tuya Vasa is not that super long fighter. He's super super tough. He'll take shots. Mm-hmm. I just look at Pavlovich, very long. He's tough. He'll take shots. Just the the style that he possesses and the way he brings things is going to be tough for Derek. Tuya Vasa though fights it can fight you in a phone booth. He's got pretty yep. tight boxing. He keeps you in and, tight. And Derek- I think that Derek needs to get into that phone booth area to do well against Sergey. I think that's where if he's staying outside at range, he's going to have problems. And, and we see Derek many times. He does that. He'll stay out at range and then he'll make this, you know, big jump or leap or movement and come in with big shots all of a sudden. 
he's got to be careful when he does that. Being pressed up against Sergey would be a much better style for him to get a win. And, you know, get in, get to the top position. If Derek Lewis can get the fight to the ground and be in the top position, like I said, nobody survives with him once he starts laying leather and he's in the top. You know what scares me about? Well, not scares me. What I look at when I look at Derek Lewis, so he doesn't know how to really fight in a phone booth, John. A lot of his punches are a little wild. They're a little loopy. He possesses power. We all know that. Yeah. But like with Tuivasa, he he beat Derek Lewis. With, started off with an elbow, I believe it was. Yeah. Dropped him with the elbow or whatever, and then finished it off or, or something. As I recall it correctly. In that situation, though, that was all in a phone booth. Derek Lewis needs to make a little bit of space to be able to land the big shots because he kind of loads up. And he's got loopy punches, so that might be a hard situation. This might be a hard situation for him to fight. So, but like you said, when you possess that kind of power, yeah, change any moment. To fight in any Dude, moment. Did, any I mean, moment. And, and it's like he's fought guys that are you know long, tall. You know, the Volkov fight. He lost every second of that damn fight until, <laughs> until the end, and that's the kind of power he possesses. I, so. There was less than ten seconds left in that fight, correct? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, crazy. I think like he pull, pull that like... pull that Derek Lewis thing back up there, Gian. <clears throat> Let's see what he had. If you go to the... Volkov, scroll down to Volkov. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh wow, that was a while ago. Oh, God, there it going. is. Yeah, eleven hey, seconds. Four forty nine. Yep, not ten Four... seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, well, a whole man. lot more time than ten seconds, Josh. Well, he beat, he beat, I forgot he beat Francis Agano <clears throat> in one of the worst fights ever. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. I bet the UFC is just eager to put that fight back. Yeah, on. that's, that's <laughs> why that fight never went back. It was oh, not man. good. Both yeah. guys looking at each other. All right. Now let's get to the co main event, correct? Hi, Cara, France against Brandon Moreno. How do you see this? I see a very action packed fight with great technique. Both are going to be have extremely great cardio. They are going to both push the pace. Um, I think if Brandon Moreno can get this fight to the ground, he'll have a very good chance of winning this fight. I think he's got, like, I agree. Remember how you went through, uh, what fight was it that you were talking about? Pantoja. I, I look at it very similar to that fight. You've got to make sure that you're utilizing your full MMA skills, <clears throat> remembering that you have the distinct advantage on the ground, not on the feet, you can stand for a while, but it's got to yeah. be all to set up your takedowns. Go back to when he fought Figgy. I think it was in the second fight where he was able to get to the back and get the choke. He's got to be thinking in those type of terms. Make Kai Car France respect the takedowns. Make him believe that he can get the takedowns and dominate the top position. And then he'll be more hesitant to let his stuff go on the feet. Kai Car France is a dog on the feet. He's got tight technique. He's got punchy power. Cody Garbrandt found out. A lot of people oh, yeah. found out. He's 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 got some power. So and he puts it together, and he's real slick about it as well. This is going to be one of the. It's going to be a really good fight. I'm excited really for this fight, and I love watching Brandon Moreno fight. It's going to be a good fight. Oh, Brandon Moreno's just he's a gamer, man. He'll fight anywhere. He's tough as hell. the The real thing here is he does have a good chin, and I do think yeah. that Kaikara Francis is going to touch that chin. The question is, can he put the shot that hurts him to where he can finish him? I don't know. It's Kai Car France right now is fighting as good as he's ever fought. And very slick on the feet. Good, elusive head movement. He's not easy to, to touch when he's on his feet. And once he gets into a role and he starts to feel good about the fight, 
that's when it becomes very difficult. Brandon Moreno needs to do exactly what you're saying. He needs to make it a dogfight from the beginning and not allow France to get into that flow where he feels like he's moving well and everything is just going his way and he's starting to touch, touch, touch because that's what he does and then he'll bring power. So either guy can win this fight. It's a it's a great matchup. I love the fact that it's for the an interim title and stuff. I know Figgy doesn't like that, but I do like it because you can't just sit there and uh, kind of play the, oh, I'm injured kind of thing. Things got to move on. And I think Kaikara France deserved a shot at a title. He's proved it with his fights. And Brandon Moreno is the same thing. As he, look, he, you know, drawn the first fight with Figgy. He beats him in the second, the third. I didn't think he fought real smart and he loses it, but he deserved a fourth. He definitely deserved a fourth. And so you can't fight. Okay, let these two guys go at it. Love it. The UFC has dealt with fighters long enough to understand that when they're trying to hold out. Yeah. They get the vibe. They get the feeling of all these things, and they, they understand that. And so the fact that they understand that, that's why they're putting the interim title in. They've gotten, a, they've gotten out of control with just insert interim title. They have, but you also, behind the scenes, you also understand that they've dealt with this before. They understand what they're doing. They want to keep the ball rolling. I'm sure if there was more of a civil conversation back and forth, like, hey, let me get healed up, and you know, I'll share my doctor results, something like that. I don't think it's that. Everything we hear is that he's very unhappy with the amount of money he's making. and uh, he Not only that, then you had the whole thing with his management in Valige, and yeah. Valige is kind of tight with some people in the UFC, and you you look and you go, probably not a good situation overall. No, no, big big issue there. Big drama show. Big drama show, <laughs> as Triple G would say. Big drama show. Um, but look, this fight here with Brandon Moreno should be a fun fight. Kai Car France, a dog as well. Um, I, this is another thing I want to talk about was Kai Carfrance. When you have a win over someone like Cody Garbrandt and the way that you were able to get that win, where do you think his confidence is, John? Oh, his confidence right now is way high, dude. Way high. It's and, way up there. Just take a look at his last three fights, you know. He, the the Askar uh, Asker, fight. Man, people would say they want. It did go to a decision. He dominated that fight for the most part. No one's done that with Askarov. And so knockout by of Cody Garbrandt. He had the uh, Rogerio Bontrain fight before that. He got a knockout in that when everyone was getting high on Bontrain. Uh, Bontorin, I'm sorry, Bontorin or something like that. But he's right now, he's on a roll and he's feeling it. And he's, he's showing it in his fights because uh, that fight against Askarov, I was so impressed with the way he fought that. Incredible. Yeah. And that's coming off of the Cody Garbrandt win, which I looked at and said, I thought Cody going down to 125 was not a good idea. I thought he was no. going to, you know, you lose weight like that, you're, you, you're more susceptible with the weight loss and the lack of hydration. You're more susceptible to getting hurt by a shot. And he did. And that, yep. I'm trying to take nothing away from what Kaikara France did, mm -hmm. but we've seen it in the, in the past and we'll no, see it again. Yeah, you're just speaking about facts about how just when you deplete your body that much your chin doesn't really come with you no it does not and so that's the problem and he had some issues at 135 and you know it, it, 
with his chin a little bit and getting hit with you know by by guys that have power. PJ's got TJ has power, mm-hmm. and so it's just a matter of when going down and depleting your body. He should have stayed at one thirty five. He's the faster fighter at one thirty five. You know uh, that's uh, Cody Garbrandt. So it's seeing him go hopefully back up to one thirty five. All right, let's talk about our main event: Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag brings you some of the best gambling odds across the world. And Big John, we've got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Kai Car France. Derek Lewis and Pavlovich. And, of course, the one of the fights on this card that we are most excited about is Magomed Ankalaev versus Anthony Smith. Should be a great fight. And there's other fights on this card that are fantastic fights. Let's be honest, John. You and I usually produce some of the best chances and opportunities for our listeners to make some money. At mybookie.ag, with your first initial deposit, they'll give you a little extra spending cash. And then on top of that, what they have started doing is you've only got to bet your winnings one time and then you can pull your money out. That seems to be a problem with a lot of online gambling sites where you have to continue to keep betting your money for multiple times. At mybookie.ag, you only have to bet your money one time, your winnings one time, and then you can pull your money out right after that. That's unbelievable. Go ahead and use that promo code Wayne in. There's a little QR code that Podcast Dave, actually Gion this week, is going to put up for you guys. Okay, and it's right there. Click that QR code. Use our promo code Wayne in, and hopefully we can make you guys some money for this week. I'm looking at some great odds. I'm sure you guys will too at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne. I haven't watched any of the Ultimate Fighter, John, but I did see one a clip of someone was posting, and damn, Juliana be talking hell of shit. <laughs> well, you know that's funny because in the beginning she wasn't. They were all upset that she wasn't. You know, and she goes, "You know, why do I why do I want to kick a dog when it's down?" That was the one, yeah. you know, thing she said. And I was like, "Ooh, okay." Well, John. It's not so much she's talking. I guess, let me rephrase that. She's not talking shit, but she's got some great comebacks. Uh, Amanda goes, yeah, you know what? I'm going to beat you. Da, da, da. She's like, And she just keeps telling her, that's what you said the first time. I'm going to knock you out. That's what you said the first time. You know, I'm going to show that you shouldn't belong in the cage with me. That's what you said the first time. She just keeps saying, yeah, where was that? Where were you at the first time? Why didn't you show up the first time? I'm going to show up this time. That's what you said last time. Like, she just keeps going back to this whole... You you're telling me all the things that you said you were going to do to me. Psychologically, that's a very yes. smart tactic because I just yeah. keep bringing you back to. Uh, you can say what you want. Let's let's go back. What yeah. happened? What happened? What happened? Because you're bringing them back into what wasn't a great performance for Amanda. And now I'm not saying, you know, that a lot was because of Juliana. That's yeah. what happened. And and I. Back, you know, in that first fight, I said, I think that Juliana is a bad matchup stylistically for Amanda. I know Amanda's a black belt in, in jiu-jitsu. I think Juliana Pena is a much more stifling fighter on the ground than Amanda. I think Juliana Pena does not gas. She she does not get tired, especially in grappling situations where I know that Amanda does. Amanda needs to be in that stand-up, controlling the pace and location of the fight, she does that, she'll be fine. When someone presses her and makes her work past that comfort zone, we've seen yeah. it too many times in the past. Amanda has a hard time. And yep. you know, she had a great run. I'm not taking anything away from what she did. She's been fantastic for a long time. But sometimes, you know, it's just you just get to that point. And I and I know that Amanda is the favorite in this fight again. 
And I look at it and I go, I still think Juliana's got a very good shot at beating her again. Mm. <clears throat> I would have to agree with you. Um, I, I definitely agree that that <clears throat> that Juliana's got a good chance of beating her. I think she needs to take a different route than what she did the first time. So do I. <clears throat> because I think that I think uh, Amanda's gonna mix it come up. in. You cannot go back to she, that same thing. She's gonna be very aggressive. I think she's gonna be Amanda's gonna be a little bit more patient on the feet. She's not gonna try to get her out of there. She's gonna come in a lot better shape. Even when that short clip that I saw of them on the Ultimate Fighter, she looked already slim, slimmer. So she, you can tell she's putting the work in already, and that was filmed six to eight weeks ago. Yep. So I'm sure she looks slim then. I'm sure she's gonna just keep, you know, pick the ball up, running, and just keep going. And so she is somebody that um, you, I'd say. You don't. I don't want to count her out. I'm, I'm not going to even say no, that. You Amanda Nunes. Can't do that. Yeah, she's got the power. She's got the ability to stuff takedowns. She's got heavy hips, and when she gets on top, she's not the most active ground and pound fighter, but she knows how to place her weight because she is a black belt. She knows how to avoid submissions. <clears throat> Julie, uh, Juliana Pena fought her the way that people like Jermaine Jermaine Duranami should have fought her. Stood right with her, exchanged blows, and just made her tired. And hoped for the best because to me, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine was the better striker. Well, she was, but she that's just why. Allowed. But Juliana took Jermaine down yep. continuously in that fight because of it. That was a smart fight by Amanda. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Did I, say Juliana, I agree. But... Did I say Amanda? I'm sorry. No, you said, yeah, no, Amanda. Uh, but so, look, this is this should be a fun fight. I just think that Juliana Payne has got to fight her a little bit smarter this time. And I think she's going to still stand up. If she can get her down. Make her a little bit tired. Make her arms wear down a little bit. And then get back to the feet. Land some big shots. Make her get in those big exchanges. And then work for a takedown again. Start to frustrate her. But I think by the middle of the second round, Amanda Nunes will be a different fighter. But I'm not counting her out. I think that... Because you, I believe in the first fight, Amanda dropped Juliana one time. I'm trying to recall. No, I think she put her down. I, I, I think she did. did put her down. I think yeah. she dropped her one time. Yeah. But so... The, Juliana was able to get back up and just walked that, her back forward. That, that jab that Juliana has, she just needs she needs to go back to using it because it gave Amanda problems. You know, it it, it it proved Juliana's a little bit faster than Amanda. She got that jab on point and was affecting Amanda with it because she's a little bit quicker. She needs to go back to that, but go back to pressing her into the cage. Use your grappling. Make her arms get heavy. Make her start to breathe. And as soon as she starts to get tired, as soon as that, that thought enters her mind, you got her. Because now it is going back to the first fight. But you've got to put her there because you know, she does have the power to stop this fight with one shot. A lot of female fighters don't have the power that yeah. Amanda Nunez has. Amanda Nunez has one shot power. That's what makes people like Rose Namajunas so special. Yep. She's got power in her at hands. At that size, so, too. So yeah, at that size. <clears throat> yeah, that's very. Um, that's crazy. Um, I, let me ask you this though, John. Do they run it back if if Amanda wins a split decision? Do they do a third fight right away? I don't think they will. I know. I don't think that's they will. Fucked up. That's fucked up. If she, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I guess if it's a controversial split decision, no. That, if, it, if it's a close fight, then yeah, I, I could see it. But if uh, Amanda wins, and we'll say Amanda knocks Juliana out or anything like that, she's not getting a second shot. I don't. I just don't see it. But it's a great matchup. Can't wait to watch it again. 
Uh, all right, before we get into the news, I want to ask Gian something. What the hell are you doing over there that keeps making like a scratching noise? I can hear it in my headphones. I think it's my chair. <laughs> it's bad. your chair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to either oil it or get a new fucking chair. Oil. You're driving me nuts over there, buddy. <laughs> Quit Gosh. moving. Quit moving. I'll stay still. Jeez. <laughs> guy i'm like what is that damn noise <clears throat> well at least i figured it out guys because if you guys were listening and all you heard was like <laughs> then you know what it is <laughs> gian gian's lack of professionalism <clears throat> all right let's talk about this dana white's contender series uh we're not gonna talk about the fights we're gonna talk about one idiot that missed weight by 10 pounds and then flexed what <laughs> What really drove me crazy, John, he misses the fucking weight by 10 pounds. He gets off the scale. Then he gets back on and flexes. I think he, I think that's because someone there told him, man, we need a picture. And he goes back on. First off, why are you even going? Why are you even showing up to weigh 10 pounds more? Why? You know, and I, I look at it. Look, I've, I've seen guys miss weight by more than this. You know, we've. Yeah, we've, what's we've, that guy? They really get kickboxer. They missed by 11 pounds. Oh my God! Yeah, that was um, Roof, Roof, yeah, Son. Robin, 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 uh, uh Ven, uh, oh my ben God, Ven, yeah, Roos Mullen, Roos Mullen, Robin Van Roos Mullen, yeah, <clears throat> okay, yeah, really good kickboxer, but he has he had a little bit of an excuse. He's diabetic. Yeah. So he, yeah, something happened. I don't know what his body, but that's got to be hard, man gotta be hard yep but hell one time uh the, the most i've ever seen anyone miss weight by 23 pounds <clears throat> 23 pounds is great <laughs> that's the best it's like john i'm coming in fat baby <laughs> john i i fought kid yamamoto in hawaii and i got the call in two weeks notice i was 169 i lost 28 pounds in 24 hours yeah 28 pounds in 24 hours I felt horrible. And the worst That's part about that whole dying, thing is just so we you were, know. <laughs> the worst part about that thing, we were at Media Day, which is like on was on like Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. <clears throat> and that little shit was running around, rest in peace, uh, kid. But uh he was running around eating food. Fucking he had grapes in his hand, he was eating sandwiches, and I'm like, This son of a bitch. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I was so mad. I was all sucked in already. I was like, Jordan is trying to lose weight by then. I was so pissed. You know, you used to do that a lot too, was uh guy you fought, Eve. Eve Edwards. Oh. He used to do that. He would go out and you know, on the scale have with a burger <laughs> and bite the burger yeah. and he would be eating cookies or things like that no. in front of his opponent. You go, psychologically it sucks. No, this guy, this guy was eating fucking two, three days before. I'm like, what? Yeah. He, he was like eating a lot though, and I'm like, you know, most people are like, oh, let me some chicken and you know salad or some chicken and rice, something small, you know, nothing. He never stopped eating during the two hour long media day for that show. Oh, I was pissed, man. Son of a bitch, I'll make you pay. All right, well, let's talk. What about that guy though? <clears throat> you come in ten pounds overweight. You, I would have thought, like, if you're 10 pounds overweight, I would have called and said, I got some sort of stomach sickness. I'm throwing up. I got the runs. Whatever it is, I'm not going to be able to do this. <clears throat> I can't make, I can't even, I can't even come weigh in. I don't even know. I don't know what I would say. I don't know, but at least. But I would at not have you, showed up to that At least if in. you gave them that kind of excuse, look, I'm sick. I'm, I, I can't do it. At least they're going to say, all right, and they'll bring you back. You just missed weight by 10 pounds. Guess what? 
I'm not bringing you back. Why am I going to bring mm-hmm. you back? You, you're wasting my money. Yeah. You're wasting my time. It's like uh, just not yeah. not an intelligent move. Man, I don't know. I would have went and had I would have went straight to the doctor and got an IV and be like, "Yeah, something's wrong with me. You know, I had to get hydrated. I don't know. I done something." Dana White's going. What's that guy's name? Okay, remember and put it in the database yeah. right there. Really in the head. Put it in the database. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to see you in the UFC, probably ever. Um, all right, next uh, next thing. Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz deserves better UFC send-off than fucked up Kamzat Chamayev booking. I agree with you, but Leon, buddy, they're going to do the business. same shit to you when it's your time to go. That's right. So this is, it's, this is a business venture. It is not anything else but that. It's not personal. It's definitely yeah. not personal. Nope. This is this is what they do. People when they're what they spend a lot of money building you guys up and they spend a lot of money tearing you guys down. Okay, because if you're gonna be leaving or you're gonna be ending towards the end of your career, they're not sending you off with a good on a good note. Some guys get that because they still have fights in their contract when they retire, so they know you can't go anywhere. But when you fight out your contract, they don't give a shit. And they are looking they to get you beat. Gonna, they are looking to get you beat. So go ahead and read that, John, because my reading in my eyes are horrible. If I had to put money on it, I'd probably go Kamzat. But I'd love Nate to get it done, Edwards told MMA Junkie and other reporters during a recent media scrum in London. He's done so much for the company, and I wish they gave him a veteran, a nice fight to bow out to. To give an up-and-coming guy that's had four or five fights in the UFC and a wrestler guy as well, I think they fucked up. They should have gave him a better fight, but I would love Nate to get it done. But as I said, if I'm a betting man, I'll probably go with Kamzat. Well, everything he said is true, but again, you know, this is this is one of those ones you look and you go, oh, it's fucked up. Eh, it's business, and you got to look at it as a business. You run your 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 career as a business. They run their promotion as a business. It has nothing to do with feelings, and it has yeah. to do with what is best for my business and and i you know i was told something by someone long ago that you know was part of that business and that was hey friendship is friendship and business is business but friendship never beats business and that's the way it's run there and that's hey that is just the way it is but you know that line sounds really nasty and it is when you're when you look at things a different way but they're a business and as much as nate has done in helping the UFC grow and all that stuff. He's not Chuck Liddell, who is a personal friend of someone and going out without supposedly being able to fight again. Now, Chuck ended up fighting again later on down the road when you know he had the, the fight with Tito, but he wasn't supposed to, and, and a lot of things happened there. He was supposed to be a brand ambassador for the UFC. The UFC sold, and they cut you know that whole brand ambassador thing so there was a reason why he was able to fight again but you know you look and you go i agree with you i agree with you completely leon i would love to see them give a fight to nate that would be a competitive fight but one that you know stylistically matched up where you know it it was you know one that you looked at you said he had he'd have a better chance of doing well in. but this is this is the fight game and this is the way promoters do it they're either paying you to win or they're paying you to 
make their new rising star get a win that puts something you know another pelt up on the wall and that's what they're trying to do right now with date nate yeah uh, i, w- I would have thought like Comzot's already kind of made a name for himself i would have thought they would have given him maybe somebody else that was up and coming so they can try to build on you know Comzot's already in that that he's already on his way <clears throat> yeah pe- people love him he's yeah people like him he's one fight he had a great fight against gilbert burns uh, very. Yeah. It was back and forth battle. He got dropped in that fight. It showed a lot that he can dig deep. He's built. He's already built himself up. Beating Nate Diaz. I don't think anyone's gonna be like, okay, well, we we expected that. Like no big deal. Yeah. Whatever. And the I other agree. thing as well. But Nate Diaz is undersized for 170. He's tall, but he is not yeah. strong. You guys. He is physically not he's a, a strong guy. Power. Look at Roy McDonald is not a strong guy either. And look how he just flung Nate around, like. Like oh, no one's dude. business. He just body slammed him, <laughs> lifted him, slammed him. Body slammed him. He super, super. He bellied him back, suplexed him three times in a row. I was like, because I did that fight. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And so that's my, my point is, is that what do you think Kamsa's going to do to him? You know, I, yeah. I just, you would have thought they would have picked maybe another. Can you, can you pull up the 170 pound rankings? I'm kind of surprised they didn't give him like a Sean Brady. Maybe like a Bilal Muhammad or the, like somebody that they're trying to build up. Who are we looking at these things? Him and Vicente Luque would have been a fucking great fight. Would have been a great fight. Because yeah. Nate can't take Vicente down. I know Bilal and, was able well, to, Vic- but Nate's not Vicente's a good... Got, Vicente's got clean striking, and oh, so yeah. you know, they would stand there and bang. That would be great. I would like to see Steven Thompson yeah. and Nate. That would be fun, too. Yeah, because Nate Jeff doesn't handle Neal, kicks very well. Another guy that stands up. Yeah. I would have taken the Vicente yeah. Luca fight, though, over it all, though, just to be honest. Yeah. Because you already got Colby. You got Leon in there. You got Kamza. You got Gilbert. Those four are set. Those are the best guys in the division. Now, I know Bilal's in there. I know Vicente's in there. But Bilal and Vicente just uh, changed spots recently. Steven Thompson, he's 38 years, 37, 38 years old. That fight, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I would have liked to have seen the fight. But I don't know if it would have been an action-packed fight. Could you? But can you imagine? Imagine this, because it can happen. Imagine if Nate, while being to all of a sudden, boop, boop, here comes the submission, and all of a sudden he catches Kamzat, oh, puts I him know. out. <clears throat> Hoo-hoo! Boy, would that be a fireworks? Would that not be the news of the year? Well, you got to remember. Would that not be something that would be awesome? If Kamzat, if Kamzat puts his head in the wrong place. I've grappled Nate in competitions, and I've fought yeah. Nate. <clears throat> and one of the biggest things, <clears throat> when he gets his hand around your neck, it I don't know if it's because it's long and skinny or whatever it is, but it gets on quick, and there's a threat there, a real serious threat, and it's real quick. And I don't, I don't know how he... How fast and tight it gets on. He gets away from it now. He's, you know, he's more of a striker now. He doesn't really like, doesn't seem like he grapples a whole lot as much anymore. But he's guillotine. Well, he's got, he's got to be looking towards just working his jujitsu in, in a camp going against Chimaev. You get, he's got to figure the guy's going to end up trying to take me down. So he's going to take me down. So I've got to be able to, you know, work off of my back. You think so? Possibilities there. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's going to try to take him down. I think he's going to try to bully him around on the feet. <clears throat> Kicks, boxing. And then, well, that's not a smart idea. That's not a smart idea. 
People do not give Nate Diaz the credit he deserves for his stand-up because his stand-up is awkward. He and he throws a lot of volume and stuff, but he's got he'll he'll snap one out. Ask Leon Edwards, you know, he'll, and that has got power on it. But you're taking a chance being on the feet with him because he is a dog, and he will continue to fight. He'll continue to get you knock him down. He's going to get back up. He's going to come after you. Will he get back he is up, not John? An easy out. Yes, he will. I don't know if he's gonna in this fight. I've, you know, I've I've heard so many people talk about, oh, he could do this, he could just tap, he could just. No, he can't. No. Okay. I heard Stop I heard Morning Combat ask the same question that I asked because <clears throat> yeah. there's penalties to it. That's I want to make sure yes. we clarified that big there's, time penalties. Brian Campbell said the same thing because Brian Campbell and and uh, Luke uh, Thomas on Morning Combat. They said, why, why don't he just walk in and a big fuck you walk in, let, you know, get taken down, get tapped, and then walk out? Not a good situation, no, no. man. Can't you, do it. You can First be sued off, for that. That's one thing because it says in your contract you, that you, you will fight. You sign a contract that you will fight and fight to the best yeah. of your ability. He's, if that happens, the commission is going to hold his purse. The commission is going to suspend him. They're going to fine him. It, it doesn't work that way. It's like, you know, when, when when people bring that stuff up, you go, stop. Okay? Yes, I've seen boxers yeah. go in, stand there, get introduced, and then walk out of the ring. I, you know, I've seen that happen. I've seen fighters go in and then tap the mat, okay, in smaller promotions and stuff. Jeez. All right? I've seen guys that, you know, they're winning the fight and just tap because... They, they don't want they're doing it for specific reasons and yes they might not in that scenario get suspended by the commission because the loss is punishment enough but they're doing something for a specific reason but it's never going to be easy and you, the the ability for them to do something to you is always there and trust me at nate's level it's going to be done yeah, it's going to be hard for him to go to head off to fight Jake Paul if your license is suspended. You can't. <laughs> you know, and so it, I, that option is completely, I think, out the door. The other thing is, well, I don't think that Nate Diaz would ever do something like that. I don't think so. It's not in him. It's, he, like, it's not who he is. He would lose a lot of fans, I think. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone would be like, oh, that's so cool. The big fuck you. Yeah, but you're going to lose a lot of fans that love watching you fight. That's right. And so that's going to be, that would be a huge issue. Um, I don't think that's in him. I just look at the size of Kamzat Chemaev versus the size of George Masvidal. Look at the success that Masvidal was having against Nate compared to yeah. Kamzat. Kamzat is going to be, he's bigger than George or Jorge, whatever, you know, but Masvidal, he's bigger than Masvidal. And I don't know, he may not possess the same like tightness and technique in the boxing and the kickboxing, but he's bigger. You know, because yeah. this is probably the same power and the same, maybe the same amount of speed. But look, he's good. He's, got he's the better good on wrestling. his feet. He's good on his feet, and he definitely's got the better wrestling. And so, he and, does and, not have and the, he does not have the better submission game. And the history of MMA in terms of the Nick and Nate Diaz brothers, they've always suffered against wrestlers. You yeah. get to the top position, keep your head out of the right way. Don't let them get wrist control for the triangles. Yeah, I mean, they've suffered against wrestlers. I mean, every wrestler's seemed to find a way to beat them. You know, majority of them. So, I don't know. I mean, I like Nate. 
despite fighting him, all that shit, I'm a big fucking fan of Nate Diaz. And so I just, I love him and his brother. I love watching them fight. I always tune in to watch them fight. I don't give a fuck if it's boxing or, you know, or bare knuckle boxing reached out and said, I'd love to have him if he decides he wants to come our way, you know, and if he fights anywhere else. And I really think it's a good play. I think every fighter should, if, if every fighter fought out their contract and checked and see what they can make somewhere else, the UFC would stop being the way that they are. I think a little bit. They would stop trying to get you beat on your way out because some of those fighters would be like, oh, you try to get me beat. That's even more of a fuck you. I'm going somewhere else. Then they have to dial it back a little bit in terms of they'd want to pick and choose who they did that to. They just do it to everyone now, and they forget that, like, okay, these fighters can now leave and go somewhere else. If every, Let's just – I'll give you an example. If Chimaev said – Hey, you know what? I, I'm on a six fight. You know, I've signed a six fight deal. If he fought it all the way out, he could make probably double the money somewhere else. Huh? Are you in it for the money or are you in it for the fame and the glory? That's what you want to know. What are you in it for? You know, as you get, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to tell. Everyone's got their some, own Everyone's thing. different and why they do it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think if every fighter did that, the UFC would start doing certain things a little bit differently. Not for, not towards all fighters, but the ones that they really wanted to keep to try to build around all right let's move on the next topic is scott cooker reveals fedor Emelianenko hoping to face ryan bader in retirement fight we'll definitely consider it <laughs> yeah that look i love it just say it dumb idea I, I, first of all i don't i don't think that showtime and viacom and cbs and i don't think they're gonna go for that not like and everyone everyone loves fedor the circumstances yeah. with Russia right now and Ukraine, it ain't over. No. I, like, you see organizations, um, like, not putting their flags up, putting restrictions on flags. You see organizations not mentioning not where they're from. mentioning if, where they're from, yep. Like, this, is, this shit ain't done. No. I mean, the return of Fedor, and then I have no desire to see that fight again anyways. You know, if you want to, yeah. If you want to honestly, if you want to put someone like Melvin Manoff against Fedor, I'd say I, I, I'd probably tune in. They're both in their forties, both are strikers. You know, Fedor's got good wrestling. If you wanted to use it, he could, but I think he would stand. It's kind of whoever's chin gets hit first would go down. Yep, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that fight, man. Like, well, that's kind of that's. <clears throat> Kind of what you have if you if it fights Bader again, you know Bader's, you know, several years older now since they had their fight. His chin's been touched a couple times and he's and he's been put out. And you look at you look at he's this. Still a champ on. though at heavyweight, John. I, I'm not saying he's not, but yeah. if Fedor touches his chin before Bader touches Fedor's chin, yeah, Bader's gonna go out. Think it's, so. I'm not saying I, mean, I saw if, you, if he lands a shot like he did against Tim Johnson, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. You know, I mean, he, he, even though Fedor is older, he's still got speed. Still, he's got fast hands. He's still fast he's with his power. hands. He's got, he's got power. Those two things, I'm surprised. At 40, 44? Yeah. 42? How old, how old is Fedor there, buddy? Can you look it up there, Gian? 43. But, you know, and Brian, here's the thing. Brian Bader doesn't have to stand. Brian Bader can take him down at will. No, and he should. Yeah. He should. What is he? 
She is aged there, buddy. 45. 45. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought he was 44 Damn. his last fight against Tim Johnson. Yeah, 45 years old. This this Russia-Ukraine thing, it ain't going to end until... I, I, it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. They're still chipping away. I know that Yaroslav Amosov and stuff is coming back. Uh, he's back in the training room. He's in Germany right now, training with a good friend of mine, Cody Steele. And, um, That's said, based upon the... Like, the soldiers. The soldiers and the people of Ukraine have told Yaroslav Amosov, Usyk, hey, you give us pride. You give us strength by you fighting and being who you are. That's what we want to see. And they basically sent them both back and said, go go back to training. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Some proud people, man. Boy, they are. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, But I, I have no desire. Honestly, I'm just being honest. I don't see this fight ever coming to fruition. I don't see Fedor ever fighting ever again. I don't see anyone putting that. The other thing, John, I said this, on, I think, the other day. Michael Chandler cost Bellator a lot of money. Mm-hmm. When he left, look who we signed after that. Usman, Tofik, in that lightweight division, we supplemented him with younger, better talent. I won't, oh, let me don't, let me let me get ahead of myself. Not, maybe not better <laughs> you, talent. You know you're gonna but, get caught on that one. Whatever, but equal. It's equal. I would say like young talent that isn't young quite talent that's into got, their prime yet. Def, definitely has more coming up. Yeah. How how old is Usman Nurmagomedov? He's 24 years old. 24, 24. 15 and 0. Fucking Scary. stud. Tofik. Tofik Mosayev. Fucking stud. What is he? 26? I don't even know if he's that old. No, I think he's. But re- you've got. And then uh, Alexander Shabli's 29. These guys are fucking animals. Animals. Just stone cold killers. I I would trade one good fighter for three, for three outstanding, young, talented fighters at the sky's the limit. Hell yeah. I just created a whole division and they signed two other good uh, lightweight fighters to, to hit that division as well. Yeah. All day long. Nothing against the fight. If you're in this, if you're a Bellator, you need to start looking at what you're paying for. These fighters that have been around for a long time. Fedor Milenko is a lot of damn money, John. A lot of yeah. damn money. Everyone knows yes. that. Once that contract is gone, that frees well, up got, to sign a lot of other people. And this, that's the whole point. He's got the one fight left on the contract, I think. Mm-hmm. So. I, just, I don't see it happening before he's. This fight, this 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 uh, this war between Russia and Ukraine could go on for another year or two. He'll be 47. I have no desire to watch him fight at 47. Okay, okay, I but, barely but have a desire me, now to me, watch him fight. But let me ask you that. You're, you're saying this about Fedor and that he's from Russia. We just watched Uzman Nurmagomedov. You know, Dagestan is not Russia, but it's Russia. I get what you you're saying. Tofik Masayev, same yeah. thing. You watch Alexander Shabli, he's from Russia. You watch, you know, guys all the time. They're from Russia. I just don't see it happening, man. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. But here's the other thing. If he's got one fight left, why are we having to fight Ryan Bader? Well, I, that's the part that you look and you go. Where do you go with it? It's kind of tough. If he beats you want him Ryan to fight Bader, on longer, what's that? If he was the out of nowhere beat Ryan Bader, I don't think he will. Okay. But if he was to beat Ryan Bader, do you, do you do what? You let him walk off with your title, okay? Or do you, or in Bellator fashion, sign him to another three fight deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I just, I, I don't, I don't. I, I am a huge fan of Fedor Milenko. So am I. Like, I love the guy. It, we all know that. Everyone knows, like the, he, the the history that he brings to the show, to the fights. Just the, if you go back not, and watch his and old fights, a, man. It's not even only the history; it's the class. Look, he yes. is a classy individual. Absolutely, he is such a good person. He's so good for the sport. I I miss him in the fact that you know. It's nice seeing him at times, you know, yep. with his guys and his team, and he's done a great job with his team and stuff. But, you know, at this point, it's tough for you to say that it makes sense for you to give him a, a title fight. I don't know if that's the, the right thing to do, but I, I always want to see him doing well. I, I always want to see him being part of the sport. You know, he's he's just a good man. And he's, he's, he's one of the kindest guys if you've ever yeah. met him. You know, he's super quiet, you know, doesn't talk until he knows you. And then once he knows you, he's like Josh Thompson. He is the punk. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just funny, man. You know he speaks English, but oh, yes. he doesn't really speak it a whole lot. You say things and he he just starts laughing because he know he understood, but he just he wants to respond in Russian and it's just it's just funny. I get it. I don't know. I, I understand what you're talking about, but I think a lot of people understand that the Dagestan fighters don't recognize the Russia. They don't Yeah. Those fighters don't, they don't want, they want to be separated from them. Yes. Um, Tofik, he's from a different, he's, he's not from Russia. Azerbaijan. He's from uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Yeah. So, like, the certain fighters are, I don't think Alexander Shabli's from Russia either. He's from another little area. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a he might be. I, I have to look it up, but I think he's from a different area as well. But regardless, I get what you're saying. There are Russian fighters that have fought. We just had Tokov fight. Yep. He's from Russia. Yep. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. All right, let's talk about Sean O'Malley. He says Aljamain Sterling owes me like 50% of his pay-per-view money for Man. UFC 280. <laughs> oh. I don't think he owes you 50%. I would say 60%. <laughs> oh, 60%. Yeah. John, this dude ain't lying. No, he's I'm lying, so, but what he's oh, saying no, is... No, 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 Sean is the draw. Does Aljamain owe him anything? No. No. But does, but does Sean O'Malley Sean bring Aljo owes us the eyeballs. truth about his, his acting skills. That's what Aljo owes us. The truth about <laughs> his acting skills. That's it. Uh, Sean O'Malley definitely, he's, he's someone that eyeballs, eyeballs are, are part of what he brings. Here, yeah. let's go. I think this is going to be the first time Aljo gets pay-per-view points. I doubt that it's the first time since he just had a fight with a guy named Peter Yan where he was the champion, so he got pay-per-view points there because he's defending his belt, which is absolutely fucked, O'Malley said on his YouTube channel. He owes me like 50% of those. The UFC basically said they would, when they announced my fight, they've seen the interaction and engagement of social and everything. The thing just went boom, gestures straight up. My fight is the most hype fight on that card. I'm not taking anything away from Charles versus Islam. That's going to be a sick fight. But me versus Peter, it's just such an interesting fight. Okay. But, I mean, Sterling doesn't owe you a damn thing. No, you're right. You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. No, no, no. Um, That, that card's stacked. Oh, man. It's going to be. It's gonna be a great card. Oh man, that Saudi money is paying. This is a lot this is what I love about you, know, you. can sit there and say what you want about, you know, the whole UAE and Abu. Dhabi. B 
because of their little deal with the USC, boy, they put some cards together when they're going there, baby, which only mm-hmm. helps us. So. Yeah, I look at it. Um, it's uh, he, He's not lying, John. <laughs> he's <laughs> Go ahead. not lying. Explain to me. Go ahead. He's not lying. He's, he's not the draw. He, he's I, the I wouldn't draw? say he's Hold on. He's Are not you more... saying that he's a bigger draw? No, not in, than Charles. Not than Charles than Charles Islam. versus Islam. No, only because of where they're at. Okay. No, only because of where they're at. Islam's the biggest draw on that thing because of where they're at. Yeah. In terms of if they were to if they were to seat an arena there, I mean twenty five, maybe thirty thousand, probably. I think he could do Islam himself. No, have other other guys on there that are from the area that will, that yeah. will definitely help sell tickets. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think. He ain't, he ain't lying. And here's the thing. The reason why I say it, because this is a big fight. Had, had Sean O'Malley, <clears throat> excuse me, had Sean O'Malley fought somebody else, then I would have said, nah, probably not. But since he didn't, uh, he's fighting Peter Yan. It's going it's to be just an insane fight. Insane yeah. fight. So um, that's going to be a, he might have bitten off more he can chew, but Aljo's fighting TJ Dillashaw, I believe, on that card. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a stacked card. I know some other big fights on there. Oh. I can't remember. Someone hit me up, so there was another big fight. Can you click on that card? Does it have the whole card up there yet? No, it's just these for now. That's are those aren't all on that card. Those aren't no. Click on the 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 top one. If you click on it, doesn't it take you to the rest of the card? Because I don't think Gamrot and them are on that card. No. Well, let me click it. Okay, scroll, card to eighty. Well, this is what you actually need to work on, buddy, because Dave does this better. <laughs> it's than directly you. from the website. My Dave God, won't let me click it. Than... Nah, this... You won't let me click it. Look up, look up UFC schedule. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Go ahead. UFC schedule. Type in UFC schedule. Jesus, come on. <laughs> this is just horrible. There you go. Your internet is so slow, dude. Okay, end of this one. Let's go on to the next. Yeah, there it is. Jesus. Now, click, no, see, that's, scroll that's... that little thing. Scroll right. that thing on the top. Scroll all the way that little you thing. See what's that? UFC, when is it? Is it not that one? What day is it? 280. 280. UFC 280. Right There's there. your card. No, that got... still doesn't show the rest. That is the card, huh? Bilal and yeah, Sean they... Brady. Wow. What a Neil card. Darius, Gamera, and then you've got TJ and Aljo, and then you've got, where's the rest of the card? Sean and. It's not. It's not why why would they not have those on there? Does it say see more at the bottom? Not interesting. Enough. That's interesting. All right. Well, maybe they got to upgrade that, update it, maybe because they dropped this week. They didn't update it. <laughs> All right. Well, is, uh, what else we got for us there? Uh, we got a fan question. All right. Let's go ahead and answer this fan question. We've got one fan question, which let me remind you guys who this fan is. <laughs> <laughs> This is a this, the fan question is from podcast Dave because he's actually trying to learn the sport these days now that he's training train Alta down there in Austin Texas, so uh, he's he's asking these type of questions. Go ahead, John. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, dude, I really wanted to ask you if you could ask John a question on air or in private. Honestly, I was wondering why when Jacare got his forearm snapped, he did not get his forearm snapped. It was his humerus. It was above the elbow. But why, when he got his arm snapped and didn't submit, why was it ruled a submission? But Ortega gets his shoulder popped out, 
and then verbally submits and it isn't rule of submission. Like, what's the rule for that? All right. I've heard so much crap about Brian Ortega's uh, shoulder and, oh, it was a submission. Josh, you're a black belt, right? Yeah. What submission was on? But there wasn't one. Oh. He was, he was attacking one, but it wasn't on. He was attacking what? It looked like an arm bar, but it was the opposite arm. Okay. So when you look at this, what, what happened with Jacare is, and Jacob Montalvo was the referee of that. It was against uh, Muniz, and Muniz puts an arm bar on him, and it is tight, and Jacare goes to the point where the arm snaps. It breaks. Right away, Jacob Montalvo stops the fight. And that is because we tell fighters in the back, look, if you get put in a submission, I will let you work your way. You're a professional. This is different than amateurs. If I saw that and I saw that it was tight and he wasn't doing the right thing to defend, I'm going to just stop the fight and say, you need to learn more. You know, doesn't matter what your record is as an amateur. But as a pro, this is a time that we will allow you to go as far as Jacare went to the point where we see damage. If I see damage, I'm telling you now, I'm gonna stop the fight, you have lost, you have been submitted. Okay, same as if you get put in a rear naked choke. You get put in the rear naked choke, I'm gonna let you fight your way out of it. I'm not gonna sit there and stop it when I go, oh, that's tight. I'm gonna let you either tap out or go to sleep. And as soon as you go to sleep, I'm gonna stop the fight, you have lost, that is called a technical submission. So when Jacare went to the point of allowing his arm to break, it is a technical submission. You lose by that call. Brian Ortega is a self-inflicted injury. It was Brian Ortega that created the situation that his shoulder popped. I've had guys have shoulders pop just by throwing a punch out. They throw the punch out, their arm becomes, their shoulder dislocates, and they're, now they're kind of, you know, walking backwards with their arm hanging down. Self-induced. They created it. Same as Chris Weidman kicks Uriah Hall. When he kicks at Uriah Hall, did we say that Uriah Hall knocked, you know, Chris Weidman out? Did we say it's a submission? No. He kicks. He breaks his leg. It's a self-induced injury. It's a TKO is the call on it based upon a self-inflicted injury. This is a self-inflicted injury by Brian Ortega. It is not a submission. There was no submission hold that was being put on that affected the body part that caused the end of the fight. It is a TKO victory for Yaya Rodriguez. It is not a submission. Very well put, John. I'm glad you know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. Every, yeah, every now and then. I just could see them making it a submission only based on the fact that it wasn't a, a submission attempt. It just wasn't on the right shoulder. And I've, we've seen this before where, where refs or or announcers call a submission something that it wasn't, and then it goes in the rule book as a, or goes in the, the records as it being, like, oh, it was a guillotine. No, it wasn't. It was a different type of choke. No, it yeah. wasn't. It was a front well, choke, but yeah. And it happens, you don't, this is what a record keeper is for, is for the the true finish of the fight is important. It was important for me. I would go and, you know, if I knew I was doing a show, I would go and look at everyone and what they were getting if they were if they were into you know submissions, what were they catching people with? 
it helps me if I know what they're good at. Okay, if I've never seen that person fight, because you know you're going to see guys all over the world, and you don't know, you can go to the record keeper and look and say, "Oh, this guy's really good with a guillotine. Oh, this guy's really good. He's got a good darts. Oh, this guy goes and he does, you know, he does buggy chokes. Whatever you want to say, it's good to know what the person likes to go to because that way, when all of a sudden you see him moving in that direction, you know, oh, he's he's going for this. That helps, and so it's it's always bad for the sport when you put something in there. That's mm-hmm. not true because now you're giving bad information out. And if you put that Brian Ortega got submitted by Yair Rodriguez, you'd be putting bad information out. He did not get submitted by him. He injured himself by pulling on his arm to pull it out. It popped his shoulder. I'm not saying Yair didn't have some effect with that. He's holding on, but it's Brian that's creating the, the pressure to make that happen. It's a self-induced injury. What do you call the submission that Usman got on Chris Gonzalez? Front naked choke. They called it the guillotine. I, know. <laughs> so I wanted to throw that out there. I know that that frustrates you. Yep. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, front I really just call it a front choke. Anytime you see a guy do the same, you know, motion over, you know, there's a di- there's different hand variations when it comes to guillotine, all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And it's still a guillotine. That one is not. I just call it a front choke. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a front choke. <laughs> I don't care. That's what it is. Uh, is there anything else there for us, Gian? That's it. That's going to wrap us up for this week's show. Make sure you guys tune in uh, to the UFC pay-per-view this weekend. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. Some great fights on that car. Brandon Moreno and uh, Kai Carfrost for the interim title. That should be a great fight as well. And there's tons of other good fights on that car that we talked about. Um, if you guys are bored and don't want to listen to the UFC commentary, you guys can tune in to Fight Campaign as well with Shab and some whoever, whatever guests he has on there, but check them out. Look, guys, we want to thank you guys so much for continuing to follow us, listen to us, and share our content. Hit that subscribe button, as Dave would like to say. Smash that subscribe button. I want to thank you guys. And you guys have been hitting us up. I want to let you guys know. We did talk about the uh, Comzot fight, not just in this card, but we dropped another show Um you know, on our, our five rounds main event on our other Eclipse channel, our shorts channel. All that talk and conversation is about all the top five fights that just got released in the last, uh, in this last week by the UFC. They dropped a bunch and of we fights. We actually give a prediction a on them. Yeah, we actually do give a prediction on them. So, well, excuse me. I give predictions. You go both ways. Oh, I go both ways. Who told me that? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just spreading misinformation. Oh, that, no, no misinformation. What are you trying to say? Are you talking about me sexually? What are you doing? <laughs> sexually? Then you take oh, both sides of the road, man. Oh, this guy. guy can win. This guy can win. When man. could it be? Well, it could be by knockout. It could be by submission. It could be shade. by, my God. Josh is throwing shade right now. Total shade. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, uh, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe button. Follow us and go to WayneandPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch available there. Sweaters, uh, hoodies, long sleeves, short sleeves. All that hot coffee mugs available. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. John, take us away, bud. For everyone out there, we have no sweaters on our site, but it's okay. If you want one, we'll, we'll pick one out for you. And for uh, my man, Josh, be careful going to Texas, bud. Drive safe. Thanks, Keep bud. the family safe. For everyone out there, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you.